I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Poisoner's Cabinet. I'm Sinead. And I'm Nick. And this is your weekly podcast exploring the lives of the great poisoners and macabre murders from across the centuries and creating curious cocktails inspired by the tales that we tell. And it's episode 87. Yes, it is. 87. Yes, we're still doing the spooky voice even though spooky month is over. (laughs) That's all we need to say about that, really. 87, move on. 87 episodes, actually. That's a lot. It's a lot of episodes. It is. Every now and then we look back and go... Well, we've done a lot, haven't we? A lot, indeed. How? How many take on the Patreon as well? Uh, oh like God. another 60-odd in there? I think there's about 16 million episodes 16 that we've done. 16 million episodes we've done. No one's ever had a podcast that lasts this long. <laughs> Joe Rogan doesn't know what he's doing, man. <laughs> oh, how are you, Nick? I'm um, all right. Warmer than yesterday, I was cold. <laughs> yes, when we recorded Patreon this week, Nick was a huddled old woman. Yes, I was very sort of like Ukrainian peasant. Blankets uh, and jumpers blankets all wrapped around you. Like, it's cold <laughs> it's outside. So cold. Put the heating on. Calm down. Autumn's dying. Yeah, winter well, is we're, here. We're, we're heading into winter now. Winter so. is coming winter is coming it's not gonna be very exciting in kent is it so not really it's no. just wet <laughs> it's just wet 50 foot of snow and mammoths and no no it gets a bit drizzly yes. <laughs> a bit drizzly the mammoths come out and go oh, my hair no it frizzes uh, any poisonings this week uh, no no poisonings no no no, no. it's too cold it's too cold po- for that malarkey the poisons all froze did they yes that was it or are they chilled to perfection Oh, how witty you are. <laughs> no, no poisonings for me. Uh, I've been poisoned by my fabric softener, as our patron scrubbers know, and uh, it nearly killed me. Oh, I nearly died. No, I, didn't. I nearly died of sneezing. But other than that, no other poisonings. <laughs> it's, getting, it's getting weird. It's always weird. <laughs> yeah, it's getting weirder than usual. How weird does it need to get for it to get weirder than usual, so, Nick? Because I'd like to test these boundaries. I have, I have a weird vibe going on. <laughs> okay, well, speaking of weird vibes and testing the boundaries, I think it's time for us to thank our delicious new Patreon subscribers. Yes, indeed we should. They're not weird at all. Well, who knows? Thank you so much to Lauren Manricky. To Francis Eldrick Dow. To Loki's Humans. And Junior Roebuck. Thank you so much, you yes. lovely people. Thank Excellent names this week. Yeah, or, I'm probably pronouncing many of them horribly wrong. but They sound like some sort of ensemble like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> 
Yes, yeah, so they all have secret powers. Yes, okay. You're all very, very sexy. We had fun on Patreon this week. We talked about evil buildings, which you questioned. No, I'm not entirely convinced by this at all. We were able to tell multiple stories about one venue, the Cecil Hotel, and some of the famous stories associated with that. Yes, quite the debate again on, on Patreon. People have feelings. People have feelings. <laughs> As they all want to do. That's why Patreon is such a wonderful place. So do come and join us on there if you haven't already. For but five dollar a month or whatever the currency is that you pay money in what that's a thing <laughs> that is a thing yeah there are other currencies yeah there are other currencies yeah indeed there's pounds there's that's at least two of them australian pounds dollars go with dollars dollars <laughs> see we're, we're already making headway through all the currencies this is Sinead's mm. next podcast currencies of the world this will be very exciting everyone <laughs> me just reading one out a week <laughs> you're in for a treat well nick are you ready I, th- well, I think we need to do something. To drink cocktails and talk about poison. Ah, uh, yes, I believe so. Or we could drink poison and talk about cocktails. No, I want a cocktail. I have yeah, a cocktail, I want co- another cocktail. You've started on the cocktails I already. Have, yeah, has to be done. Pre-cocktail cocktail, it's now a thing. <laughs> I didn't this week. Yeah, so that, so that made me realise I can make a nice cocktail that you won't like. What? Because I put all the green chartreuse in it. Oh, so your pre-cocktail cocktail is a chartreuse yeah. wonderland. A wonderland, wonderland <laughs> chartreuse. Oh, what did you make? I made a bijou. A bijou? A bijou. What is that? Uh, gin, uh, green chartreuse, uh, red vermouth, uh, orange bitters. Uh, sounds horrible. Sounds marvellous. It's bloody gorgeous. It sounds sinful. <laughs> well, you enjoy a little bijou. I'm excited for cocktail time. We can't, we can't, we can't possibly have a story without a cocktail in hand. As you know, dear listeners, every week we choose a secret ingredient that is inspired by the tale that we tell that will flavour our cocktail of the week. Mm. Nick's pick this week. <laughs> Could you tell it was my pick this week? What's the secret ingredient, Nick? Got a bit weird, didn't it? What's the secret ingredient, Nick? It is red. I'm done. That's it. <laughs> There's no more podcast. I'm done. Red. She's very dramatic. She's red. Very, very dramatic. Red. Hmm. It's a, 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 a color. Yes, it is a color. How can that be an ingredient? Well, we, we've had this conversation so many times. I still think red is crossing a line. I mean, art, art love, love, Sicily. Sicily. Yeah, so art and love and Sicily, we, we can get away with that, but we can't use a colour. A colour just, it's just abstract. It's just, it doesn't so mean anything. Love. love is an in-joke. That's the secret ingredient of everything. Art is the thing that feeds the soul, inspires things. Right. Red, what does that bloody do to drinks? Make some red. Red flavoured. Red flavoured. It's a lump of purest red. <laughs> so with red, what could you possibly have plucked out of your head with red as your inspiration? What have you come oh, up I'm with, feeling, Nick? I'm getting a lot of attitude here that I'm not liking this. You know, no, you, you've got to put red on the table. This is what is going to happen. I have made a cocktail with my new ingredient. Okay. Red chartreuse. What? No, I made that up. Oh, thank God. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, how long can I get away with that one? No. I thought you were serious there for a minute. No, that's it. This is this is where the podcast ends and the bloodshed begins. <laughs> red would be apt. I haven't used the entirely imaginary red chartreuse. <laughs> oh, God. So what have you come up we with? We are having a red lion. A red lion? Yes. Okay. There are no red lions. Lie after lie with you, isn't it? <laughs> it's all just lies and subterfuge. <laughs> 
Red Lion's pretty cool, though. It's an, isn't, oh, it's pretty cool now, is it? Isn't that the most popular pub name I in believe it is. Britain? I believe so. Yeah, something like that. In in England, there's loads of pubs called the Red Lion, like the Red Lion and the King's Head and the the, the Bishop's f- face, Bishop's hat, Bishop's finger is actually <laughs> one in, in Canterbury. But the Red Lion, very popular pub name. Okay, yeah. fine. Red Lion, majestic. Red, lion. red yeah. lion that lay in the sun for too long. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All got painted. To impress people. <laughs> okay, a red lion. That yes. sounds exciting. I'm glad you're excited. <laughs> you're so exasperated with me right now, aren't you? <laughs> I will go with it. Sounds delightful, How Nick. kind you are. Sounds delicious. Not that you've got a fucking choice. <laughs> <laughs> Normally right now I say it's time for us to go into the poisoner's cabinet kitchen and shake up a storm, which I will still say, but just fair warning, Nick may kill me when I go into the poisoner's cabinet kitchen if his current look on his face is anything to go by. Well, let's just see what happens. Wish me luck, people, but let's go into the poisoner's cabinet kitchen and shake up a storm. So we'll see you in a minute. We'll see you in a bit. And we're back. Hello. Well, it's red. Oh, is it? Oh, that okay, fine. If you'd brought out a blue cocktail, I would have been very proud, actually, in a way. <laughs> a very, very, very red cocktail. Cherry red, if you will. Maybe that's a hint of what the ingredient is. And it has wonderful ooh, <laughs> accoutrement. That's the only word that came into my head. Yes, it has a delightful accoutrement. Garnish, bloody hell. That's Garnish. the word you were looking for. <laughs> yes, the, the rim of the glass is, is encrusted with sugar. As a sugary rim. I'm assuming it's sugar. I mean, it could be crack. It's crack, know. yes. It's, it garnished with crack. <laughs> well, it could be arsenic, actually, the way you're going with me. It looks very pretty, very stylish. May just forgive the redness. Oh, how kind. If it tastes delicious, I promise I will drop this and never torment you about it again. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time for us to have a little taste. Give it a go. Exciting. All right. Yeah. Cheers. Merry Cheers. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Whoa! Wow, wow, wow! Sharp. Ooh, that's a fruity extravaganza. It's a fruity number. <laughs> It's a fruity... There's orange juice in that, isn't there? There's is. orange juice? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Trying some of the orange sugar as well. Oh, mm. Oh, is that like a an orangey blossom sugar or something? There's a, there's a, there's a zest... An orange zesty sugar. An orange <laughs> zested sugar. It's yes. delicious. <laughs> this is what happened when you made the brandy cruster. I just ate the sugar off the glass. <laughs> wow. That's a nice cocktail. Yeah, it's, it's nice. It's really fruity. Mm. It's not as strong... As the See, normal cocktails Well, exactly. That we have. So often has been commented that the cocktails I tend to make are generally a quite powerful, potent, <sighs> strong ones. So I thought this one needs something with a bit more bit more juice, a bit more fruitiness. Yeah. And it's not quite as not quite as strong, so we've got this one. I can taste orange juice in there and other things. It's not just orange, orange... juice and friends. <laughs> <laughs> the orange juice isn't overpowering, it's strong, but it's it's really pleasant. What what's in it? Tell, tell me through. Well I'm glad you like the orange juice because it was hand squished. After the last time we had orange juice and I got berated from using orange juice from a carton. So I, I flew the oranges in from Seville especially, hand squished them, zested the rind for the, for the sugar crust. No one has suffered as you no, have, No Nick. one has suffered as I have. It took me hours. So we have gin. We have a base of gin. Yay. We have Grand Manier. Ooh, yeah. That's grand, which is an orangey yeah. twang. I'm into that. Orange juice, lemon juice, grenadine. For the colour, surprisingly. And a dash of orange bitters. Delicious. That's it. Garnish. I I'm not usually one to go with much of a garnish, because generally I can't be asked. But they mm. do make the glass look pretty. They do. And they that do is a something. really nice garnish, the orange zested yeah. sugar. 
is really is really tasty. I think it adds to it. I also think. See, this is me. I, I think it looks like a lion's mane. <laughs> <laughs> you have too many cocktails Shut before up. you do it looks nothing like a lion's mane. Oh, it looks off. beautiful. It, Nick, don't try to gild the lily. It's called a red lion. Don't I thought it, it looked liony. It, okay, fine. It's a lion's mane around it. Really tasty. Nice, yes, nice, nice fruity nice drink. Fruity. That's worked well. Nothing more to say. Resounding it's a success. very pleasant cocktail. Great, we're rattling through this. Oh, this is be, brilliant. Oh, great, I'll be in bed by nine. <laughs> <laughs> well, with the red lions firmly in hand, paws in hand, if you will, strolling down the street. Is it time for a story, Nick? Yes, why not? Let's do it. Let's do it. Wonderful. <laughs> I've got a drink. Nick's going to tell a story. Hooray! Then I'm going to drink some more. Hey, hey. And I'm not working tomorrow. Hey. Well, I am. Anyway, back to the story. Back to the back story. Back to the story. So yes. today, we are going back. We are going far, far, far back. Okay. To the 1600s. Oh, nice. We haven't far, been far there back. in a while. Yeah, exactly. We haven't been that far back, so I thought... Ooh, love it. Yeah, it's a bit... Uh, history back then can be a bit vague, but it can be quite <laughs> bizarre and marvellous as well. That's a great disclaimer. History is vague, so if any of this doesn't make sense, history was vague. History, history was vague. vague. Means I've made a lot of shit up and it's fine. <laughs> I am not the person to question this. You could say anything. I go. I would not only believe you. I would go. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah definitely they did that. I'm just gonna eat my sugar now. You eat your sugar. <laughs> we are going to meet Catalina de los Rios Elisberga. She sounds fancy. Well, indeed, so very fancy indeed. So she was born in 1604 mm-hmm. in Santiago in Chile. Ooh. South America. South America. We, have we been? To we, I don't South believe America? we have. So Not no. in the main episode. Oh, we we have on Patreon. She then was part of the Spanish Empire, and as you have correctly guessed from her name, she was desperately fancy. A highly aristocratic family, lots of land, big castles. It was all very exciting. Ooh, okay. <laughs> what party with her? Her father was Gonzalo de los Rio in Enrico. You're loving these it's names. Great, aren't great you? accents. I mean, my Spanish is fucking brilliant. Uh, <laughs> He's a nobleman, as you would expect, from a Spanish aristocratic family. Um, he is a general in the Chilean army and three-time mayor of Santiago. So, quite fancy. Her mother was Catalina Lisberga y Flores. She is the daughter of a German nobleman from Württemberg. Um, <laughs> what? Sorry? A German nobleman from Württemberg. Oh, I thought you said Württemberg. And I was like, that's not a real place. <laughs> that I picked one of the holes in your story. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Listen properly. Philistine historian. <laughs> which one's which? She also is able to trace her lineage back to Bartholomeus Blumenthal Welzer, who is the first German in South America. Right. In the history of the world. He was the first German to set foot on the South American continent. Is this important to the story? No, not at all. It's just an interesting <laughs> bit of history to bulk things out of it. <laughs> there was a first German. What? Yeah. Did he kill anyone? No, he just went well, there and went, and went, oh, look, it's nice. <laughs> oh, look, it's very nice. It's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> he put a flag. He was European. <laughs> okay. But also, oh, there's, there, more. There's, there's more. more. Oh, there's there's more. so much more there's... in her blo- in her mother's history her mother had incan heritage as well oh, nice we like the on incans. her mother's side um so there were some shenanigans with a, a spanish person at some point <gasps> the scandal a scandal indeed is that i mean is that a good thing is, well, is it a scandal or is it more uh, yeah i think it's probably more towards the uh, side of things not that's a whole third side of things <laughs> various noises were made various noises were made no one knew what any of them meant so catalina is a descendant of all these different people she's got german spanish incan and her parents sort of imbue her with the the belief as she's growing up 
that she is this sort of symbol of the future identity of Chile. She is a combination of the heritages of all these cultures that have come together in this one person. I mean, it's a lot to live up to when you're like three. (laughs) Well, it's it's a lovely idea. It's it's a lovely idea. It's a lovely idea. But yeah, it's a big shoulders to to carry that sort of responsibility. I am the future of the Chilean people. I'm sure they piecemealed it out over her adolescence. They didn't just get her when she was three, shout it in her Uh, face and say, that's the only bit of information I'm going to give you on this. Now go deal with it. I wouldn't be so sure about that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) She's three holding the flags of every country. I'm like, not sure what to do with this. I mean, both her parents, I mean, especially her mother, are incredibly ambitious people. They are keen to advance their already considerable position in society but they want to go further they want to go up and that ambition hadn't come from nowhere the Lisberger family on her mother's side already had a very turbulent history might be the nice way of putting it (laughs) and a reputation for a lot of sneaky underhandedness a lot of sneakiness going on sneakiness is in politically political cutthroaty sneaky behaviors to to, get to where they want to achieve their goals and things in a time when poisoning someone to get ahead perfectly fine Ah. you go for it they were they were pretty good at this sort of yeah sneaky ways fine not just slipping in a color as a secret ingredient and a kind of a sneakiness yeah in 1601 which is a few years before catalina's birth her mother and her aunt maria so her mother and and her sister mm-hmm. plotted between them to poison the new Spanish royal governor of Chile, um, a chap called Alonso de Ribera. Then the man had barely arrived in Santiago from Spain when the Lisberger sisters go after him. <laughs> oh, that's a wonderful image. That no, absolutely. Now the new governor has arrived and he has found things in a bit of a shambles. Mm. It's all in a bit of a state. I mean, Chile is obviously a long way from Spain. People yes, have been, yeah, been left to sort of get on with things and the rich families have been left to pretty much do whatever they want. But with no regard for the, the Spanish crown or anything, who has been funding this whole oh. sort of colony? So Spain is sending boatloads of cash to, to pay for guards and armies and all this sort of stuff. The noble families who are meant to be sort of managing Chile and looking after it in the interests of Spain are pretty much going, fuck you, I'm having a party. Looking out for themselves. Looking out for themselves. Rather than going, this is a monument to the king, exactly. this is a church for the king, this is a church for everything. No, Building oh, up actually. huge piles of cash for themselves and not sending much of it back. So when the governor arrives and he announces his intention to bring things back into line, many of the noble families are not entirely happy by this and this announcement. They're having a great time as it was. So it is decided that something must be done. Now, we do not know exactly how this poisoning took place, but I'm imagining a very fancy ball. So, welcome to Chile, welcome to Santiago, these are the noble people. Um, fancy goblets full of poisoned wine, maybe. Yes, have a drink. Have a drink. It's very You'll never nice. taste a better beverage. <laughs> Why are you laughing? No reason. Gulpy, gulpy. Down in one, mate. Down in one. Is it? I mean, there's no. I'm assuming there's no information about how he was poisoned. So you've made up we, a fancy ball. Well, yeah, we don't know. We know. <laughs> they know he there was there was a poison. We Let's know go with he it. survived the poisoning attempt. Ah, okay. So he danced it off. He danced it off. But it could be. I don't know. He was at the local McDonald's and he got poisoned. Don't know. <laughs> I'm going with fancy ball. Fancy ball, great. The yeah. big staircase. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. They shipped in extra staircases for the ball. <laughs> Masquerade. Lloyd Webber's there 400 years early. <laughs> anyway, the governor survives the attempt on his life. <laughs> and he has a pretty good idea of who is responsible. Maria Lisberger, the sister, is charged with attempted murder. Oh, okay. And is found guilty. Oh. And she is exiled to Peru. 
Baru for the rest of her life to live, live in the jungle yeah meets Paddington up a tree yes goes to live with Paddington but Catalina's mother is not deterred mm. um, and continues with her plans to advance her, her status and next sets her sights on the rich widower Gonzales de los Rios the future father of Catalina. Um, now, Gonzalez is a wealthy man himself. Mm-hmm, um, he mm-hmm. owns thousands and thousands and thousands of acres of, of farmland and forests and lakes and streams and all this sort of stuff, <laughs> um, which is hugely important. I like the way you described land. <laughs> well, you, you need the forest, you need to build some ships and stuff like you that. You need the streams, you need the fields, you need, fields, the, streams, you need, you need the uppy downy it's bits. It's not just like, oh, I've got a mountain. <laughs> I'm thinking thousands of acres would cover that, yes. Yeah, that's got, fine. Oh, shush yourself. <laughs> If he had just one mountain, who has that? Dude. The Mountain King has that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and he's got a great theme tune as well. So exactly. Sure. <laughs> That's all he has. He can't sell for shit. That's it. Like, I've got a mountain. I'll oh, come back. <laughs> I need medical supplies. The two marry, bringing together the Spanish, German, Incan families. But there does a fly in the ointment, the fly in the great plan. Oh, no. Gonzalez has a daughter from his first marriage. Now, this young girl would be the first to inherit anything any, over any children that Gonzalo would have with his new wife. And so the ultimate wicked stepmother comes out. Oh, um, yeah. And she does away with the girl. Oh. Supposedly with poison in an evening meal. What kind of poison are they using? We don't know. We don't know. Do you but want we, to speculate? Well, we think, what we think it is is something local, but something plant-based from some local herbs or something like that. Uh, because, ooh, and I'll okay. tell you why I think this, because there's also a rumour that along with this young girl, she also murders a local woman who is a servant in the house who apparently has helped her in this oh. endeavour. So has perhaps provided this poison with yeah. her local knowledge or something. But there, of course, there must be no witnesses to this, to this she's crime. So she's done away, so with, she's her done away well. with her accomplice. After this girl's tragic demise, um, Wicked Stepmother is there, of course, to comfort her bereaved husband what a tragic accident how could it happen to someone so young etc 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 that's her exact speech that's exactly that's exactly what it says a lot of comforting going on awful Mm, lot of comforting mm, um after which she has fallen pregnant (laughs) okay of course (laughs) it is the magic of the comforting. the magic of the comforting um and in 1604 she gives birth to their daughter catalina de los rios y lisboga Now, Catalina grows up rich. She has whatever she wants and is given free reign over the family's lands and estates. After her birth, we do not know what happened to her mother. We, we know <laughs> that her mother is out of the picture by the time Catalina turns 18. Oh. She has presumably died at some point between childbirth and 18 years old. Now, she, Catalina does not receive a formal education. Um, she's a girl, after all. But her mother lived long enough to impart on her lessons in her own lessons in ambition and ruthlessness, the family traits that have been well learned in the Lisberger family line. Core so, to the curriculum as well. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you need to learn these things. I mean, this is a daughter she is named after herself. She's she's up there with that. Yes. I will live forever <laughs> through my daughter. <laughs> through her daughter. She's teaching her all the ways of ambition and scheming Indeed. and conniving ways. A girl can't add or spell. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But she's ambitious as hell. Yeah, I mean, there's rumours that she, well, there's things that she, she can hardly write. Um, yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> but, yeah. but she's an excellent schemer. As she gets older, she is considered quite the beauty. Um, she is tall, pale. She has flame red hair um, and intense green eyes. Oh, she's sexy. 
She's sexy. But she is known to have a cruel streak. And her family's position gives her the freedom to act as she wants. She is known to whip her servants. Um, But she whips them with the branches from the quintral plant. Um, Now, this is an indigenous plant with bright red flowers that would leave red streaks on the skin, looking like blood as she beats them with these branches. Is this the thing? This is the thing! (laughs) Could have come with red flowers. I could have done. Where's the fun in that? There's a lot of red going on. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. But all of these things combined, they will earn her actually the lifelong nickname, La Quintala. Which is after the name of the plant, which was red, (gasps) after and combined with her flaming red hair, it was all sort of linked together to this is her, this is her name, the red mistress. Indeed, lovely. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Now, the first we hear of something other than you, the usual sort of casual violence um, and mistreatment of servants is in 1622. She is 18 years old. Now, her mother has passed away by this point, and her father is rather absent. He is often away on duty with the army or running his estate somewhere. So Catalina had mainly been raised by her grandmother. There are stories, stories, I say, that her grandmother schooled the young Catalina in the ways of Incan superstition and magic. Nice. 
But that could just that could just have been a bit, a bit of flavour that was added in a bit later down the line. No, no, I, I like to think that it's true because there was certainly Incan heritage in her mother's family. Anyway, when she's 18 years old, her father Gonzalo suddenly dies. With, oh, he's dead. With both <laughs> parents now out of, out of the way. She stands to inherit everything. But then an aunt comes out of the woodwork. An aunt comes out of the woodwork? An that is comes, magic. Well, indeed. She's been waiting in this wardrobe for fucking ages. Years <laughs> she's been in there. But she comes out and accuses Kathleen of killing her own father. No, the aunt claims that Gonzalo was ill in bed. Nothing too serious, but just a bit of a sniffle. But when Catalina volunteered to cook a meal for her ailing father, it did seem a bit odd to the servants and everyone else. She had never cooked anything in before that they knew of. She probably didn't even know where the kitchens were, um, <laughs> really. But she was insistent that she would cook this meal for her, for her ill father. And so she did. And she prepares a meal of chicken. Chicken! Which would have been a secret ingredient, but you've already took it. She gave this meal to her father soon after Gonzalo is dead, leading to a great many rumours that the chicken had in fact been poisoned and that Catalina had done away with her absent father. I can see that if she doesn't really cook before and then she's like, no, I will make him the best meal ever. I love him so much. And the, the, the thought was he wasn't that ill. He had a bit of a cold, a bit of a flu, a bit of something, and he was expected to recover perfectly and be fine but it took a turn for the worse after this meal now even though the aunt went to the governor with her claims of foul play nothing ever happened to catalina maybe due to the lack of evidence that there was actually nothing going on and maybe due to her family's influence and the connections um in court and in the the governor's house but these rumors stuck Hmm. that she had something to do with her own father's death. Whatever happened, Catalina is now left in the care of her grandmother, who swiftly goes about trying to arrange a suitable marriage for her. She has grown up with this reputation of cruelty lashing out at servants, which I I imagine was probably... the same could be said of many nobles at that point in history. Yes. Really. I don't think it was particularly unique to, to her. But now these rumours that she may have murdered her father sort of add to her reputation. Mm. Um, so it's not going to be easy to find a suitable gentleman to take on such a fiery character. It was thought, that, though, that a, a husband would help her change her ways. She would be in love. She would have her own children. She would <laughs> mellow out. She would take up embroidery um, and do all the things that ladies do. <laughs> Um, and all would be well. But Absolutely. That's that's what every woman wants. Exactly. Just get married, do some sewing forever and ever and ever. That would make It'll everything be better. Make everything fine. Husbands if... are fine back then. Childbirth is a doddle. Exactly. It takes four years and a very generous dowry. But eventually someone agrees to marry Catalina. And in September 1626, she marries a Spanish colonel, Alonso de Caraval de Ribos. Very fancy. Not that she had any say in the matter whatsoever. The priest who married them was Pedro de Figura. And legend says that Catalina never forgave him for his part in this marriage and tried to assassinate him later down the line. All right, Um, it's a bit much. The priest is just doing his job. In revenge for marrying him to this man she did not want to marry. Um, So something of her character. Alonso is 20 years older than his new wife. So he is 42. She is 22. But it turns out that they're not that mismatched after all. I mean, he doesn't share her 
overly ruthless streak. Yes, he's strict with the servants, with the slaves, as all the nobles were. As was um, the start. As was the start of the time. And he is equally ambitious as well. And with his wife's names now behind him, he begins to swiftly rise through the ranks. And he even actually replaces one of Catalina's relatives, uh, Rodolfo Lisberger, as mayor of Santiago. Eventually, so he, his wife' name has really has propelled him. Upwards. upwards the year after their marriage catalina gives birth to their first and only son who she names gonzalo which seems to me a bit weird that she would name her first son after her father if she had murdered him no i don't i don't think so Do you think that, think i, that's I think weird? that's no i think that would be if you'd murdered him you'd go no why would i have named my son if i'd murdered my father well, it was, but true. it was also tradition yeah, yeah, maybe the son so. maybe of so. the father of the grandfather. It would seem weird if she didn't. Oh, okay. No, fair point. Fair point. I take that indeed. But, I mean, unfortunately, the young lad, he didn't survive that Aww. long. He didn't survive past child and he dies when he was around 10 years old oh, or so. Dear. Nothing untowards, just a very unfortunate children die. child. George, children die. Terrible times. In approximately 1628, her aunt, the one who went was exiled to Peru, yeah. um, also dies in Peru. And Catalina becomes uh, the owner of huge amounts of property in Chile that she has inherited from her aunt. So from her father, she's inherited a huge amount of land. From her aunt, she's inherited a huge amount of land. She now owns most of Chile. Okay. A lot of, a lot of land. I mean, as her wealth and her land and her power increases, her mistreatment of servants and slaves got more and more violent. I mean, there are sort of echoes of Elizabeth Bathory. Yes, um, yeah. This. I was just um, thinking that earlier, um, actually. <laughs> and if you think about it, Bathory dies when Catalina is 10. So they are entirely yeah. concurrent sort of characters, yeah, really. Yeah. Opposite ends of the world but living in the same sort of environment i think it's more of a coincidence than she was reading it on oh Google. no abs- absolutely but it's, it's it is a global thing at that time that people are property yes if you are if you are money if you have money and you have inherited these fancy titles and names and things you can do what the fuck you want wherever yeah. you are <laughs> particularly to your service um, if you're in yeah. europe or if you're in ah, south america point, do what you point. like she openly torments and murders slaves on her various plantations daily beatings are the norm and the slightest infraction were result in the harshest of punishments um many times death on one occasion a slave a chap named nauticon jeton he is executed don't know what for but he is executed and his body is hung in the plantation for two weeks just on a big pole in the middle wow. as a deterrent supposedly to all those who would go about their business and see him hanging there yeah and they would know not to cause trouble I'm assuming they, they knew what he did at the time. At the, at the we time, just don't know. Yes, we just don't know. Because if, if no one knew, they went, oh my God, what is it? <laughs> I was, I'm assuming people knew at the time what the, the crime was that he had been punished so severely for, but it was a deterrent. No one else do this because that's you'll end up like that. Didn't squeeze the oranges fresh. Didn't squeeze the oranges fresh enough, indeed. I mean, officials came to inquire about the, the mistreatment of slaves. That was sort of leaking out. But they, either they are openly attacked by her guards the people that she yeah employs to defend her place mm. or they are bribed just to look the other way she's yeah. got big piles of cash throw some of it at these officials and they go <laughs> oh there's nothing going on here yeah. i'm going to the pub no one bats an eyelid really Wee. as time progresses more and more rumors of her murderous activities come to the surface in 1624 so before she is actually married she has said to have invited a lover to her home in santiago quite scandalous obviously not married <gasps> not married when she had him in her arms in bed she stabbed him in the back and continued hacking until the man is cut to ribbons 
Um, wow. She then screams and screams and screams for help. And everyone comes running to see this bloodbath in this room. Okay. She calmly points to one of the slaves. No. And told everyone he had done it. Jesus. Now, who's going to believe a poor slave over the mistress of this powerful family? The man is executed <sighs> in Santiago's main square for everyone to see. Oh, that's nasty. Mm. But also, if you stand there, like, the, the, they all knew that he couldn't have done it if he ran in. Yeah. Everyone and then knew. she just goes, oh, it's you. And it's like, well, what are we going to do? We can't We can't say, no, you did it. Okay, fine, you're all dead. <laughs> exactly. <gasps> yeah. You have, you have no say in this. And even when he gets to trial or into court, no one is going to be the slave over the, uh, such a powerful woman. Oh. Um, who has no doubt bribed a lot of people as well to get them to go, go along with what she is saying. Yeah. Another tale tells of a lucky escape for another lover, um, Enrique Enriquez de Guzman. Nice. A knight of the Maltese order, but he fancy as well. Oh, yes. Um, now, he and Catalina had been carrying on an affair for some months, again, before she's married. But when Catalina asked for some com- more commitment from him, he laughs at her. And now he feels that she's, in fact, beneath him as a wife. Perfectly fine for a mistress. Yes. But not quite wifely material. Don't take her home to mother. Yeah, now, unsurprisingly, Catalina does not take too kindly to this disparagement. No, I mean, you can't really blame her. No, really. indeed, <laughs> absolutely not, absolutely not. And flies into a rage, stabbing at him. Um, now, he's able to defend himself and escape, and he tells everyone he meets about this crazy, stabby woman, um, <laughs> <laughs> which only adds to the gossip and the yeah. rumours surrounding her, which doesn't help her grandmother's search for this husband. Could that be bullshit, though, on his part? Uh, potentially. A I bit mean, of prostering of like, oh, I didn't want to marry well, her. yes, maybe. She she was beneath me and she came at me because I refused her and tried to stab at me. So just feeding fuel to the it fire. It could that, well be. Uh, entirely possible, clearly, that she is that mad. And if anyone rebuffed her, that she would do that. But yeah, yeah there's always there, the chance there that people chance. are going, oh, yeah, yeah, I totally was one of her lovers. <laughs> And there, well, there's something I will come on to towards the end, which ties into that, absolutely. In 1633, a priest, Luis Vasquez, he is quite vocal in his criticism of Catalina's treatment of the slaves and her frivolous lifestyle, as he sees it. Now, she, as we've established, is not one to take criticism well. She invites the priest to her one of her plantations so he can see for himself that these, these are nothing but vicious rumours spread by her enemies. And if he would come and see, they would see that the slaves are living, have their skin along everyone loves her it's, it's a delightful place to be she just like had them act, acting out a play when they come along like, oh everyone positions people positions, la, 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 positions. La, la. happy faces everyone happy faces happy. <laughs> the priest rather foolishly accepts this invitation Oy. and he is never seen again wow okay fair enough no acting there just <laughs> no kill acting the there yeah, just kill the fucker absolutely the situation becomes so dire that the slaves revolt against her her rule on these plantations and they run and they escape to the mountains to avoid further torment from her but due to her influence and her wealth and her power at court she organizes a pursuit and the royal army is given she's given a regiment of the royal army to go and pursue these slaves into the mountain Bit um, much. And she successfully captures all the escapees. Bloody hell. Um, They are returned to the plantation where Catalina herself presides over the a bit of a show trial really meets out punishments for these rebels now there are outside authorities who are who are there who are supposedly overseeing these hearings all 
pretty much all of the escaped slaves are sent to death. They yeah. go into in their sort of statements and when they're in, when they're sort of questioned, they go into great detail about the horrendous treatment that they have experienced and have been subjected to, and that's why they ran. But yeah. there, there is no excuse for revolt against your masters. Yeah. Um, so all the escapees are put to death. Now, despite this very public display of support for Catalina, behind the scenes, the authorities are getting a bit worried. Yeah. They're getting a bit nervous about the numerous rumours and repeated accusations about her cruelty and her mistreatment. There had already been this rebellion on her own lands. If it continued, it wouldn't take too much for it to spread to other plantations, other other people's lands. It could get really out of hand one-sided kind of argument we're not gonna actually fight for the slaves right so this no, no, is no. wrong the way she's been beating them is like but she's going a bit too far and it's causing through revolt and obviously we have to punish and kill all these people to show that you don't run away from your masters but maybe we should step in because otherwise this might negatively affect when we get our breakfast exactly exactly so actually, that's exactly right the royal court sends francisco milan to question the slaves at the plantation in private in secret mm. without the presence of Catalina. These secret investigations prove that all the accusations against her are entirely true and they have gathered the evidence. Judge Juan de la Pena Salazar um, orders the arrest of Catalina um, and she is brought to Santiago to be tried for her crimes. Ooh. The entire process is in- thoroughly slowed down by many officials who are bribed by Catalina. Still, the investigators have attributed 40 murders to Catalina, plus the cruelty and the mistreatment of her slaves, all of which they think they have got evidence that they can prove. Oh, good Lord. She doesn't even make it to trial. Oh. Thanks to her influence, her wealth, rampant bribery, she is released within a week of being brought to Santiago and is on her merry way back to her plantation to live life as she wanted swinging to. a mace as she goes <laughs> exactly she can do what the fuck she likes because uh, she's got the cash well yeah power buys you influence and, and freedom and freedom Catalina's husband Alonso dies in 1650 entirely unmurdered as far as we know um, <laughs> <laughs> he went unmurdered he went, he went unmurdered the couple was childless thanks to their 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 son unfortunately passing away oh. so Catalina inherits everything she has now full control of the estate. Now, they've been married for 24 years. Yeah. And between the various inheritances and investments, they have amassed a huge amount of property. Different plantations, yeah. uh, various farms, uh, fortified manors, not quite castles, but sort of yeah. fortified places, yeah. city estates and things like that. Loaded. In, they're <laughs> in, doing very well. They're doing very well. They're doing very well. <laughs> they're very well indeed. But after her almost trial in Santiago, Catalina seems to have taken... St- stock really and realized that she can't quite carry on the way she had been and she appeared to all intents and purposes to be determined to mend her ways but despite her newfound penitence um, her accusers are not convinced and they remain determined to get her in 1662 um, a new trial is launched by officials who are determined to know the extent of her crimes um, and to see that she is punished for them. Now, this new trial is instigated primarily by two two men. Francisco Milan, who had been the secret investigator in the original trial, he is now a judge, and Bishop Francisco Luis de Scalado. Oh, wow, um, big name. Who is a relative of the, the missing priest, Luis Valles. Oh, The, the priest nice. who went missing, he is nice. a relative. Not prejudiced at all, but it's No, indeed, fine. an entirely unbiased, yeah. fair, fair trial. So, I mean, both men obviously have a very personal grudge to settle. 
against this woman. Well, it seems like that's the way to go because the normal routes of justice are not open to her because she shuts them down pretty quickly. Exactly. So you're yeah. going to need to have some sort of personal vendetta to actually get this going. Yeah. Now, Kathleen is getting old by this point. Uh, um, she is in her 60s. Oh, God. Which for the 1600s... Yeah, that's pretty, is, is that's pretty pre- good. It's pretty, pretty good, good going, really. Pretty Was good going. Was she drinking virgin's blood? <laughs> but her health had begun to deteriorate and she died before ever seeing any punishment uh. for her crimes. Her funeral was a spectacular affair, <laughs> apparently. Lavish parades of, of people, paid mourners, but very poorly attended, really. Oh, really? <laughs> there were not that many people willing to go. People who were encouraged to be there, because they had to be there. But people just sat to see her go. There were very, very few. Yes. Um, really. In her will, she leaves vast sums of cash to the church. She leaves strict instruction that masses are to be sung for her soul. (laughs) (laughs) Thinking she has something of a guilty conscience, really, that she needs to she needs to be prayed for. No, she's just she's securing her legacy that no one will ever forget her. In in that day and age. That's your news service? It's the church. Mm. It's if you're singing masses about this person, it is literally you can never forget them. And yes, yeah, singing for their soul. Oh yeah, everything you do in the church is for your soul. But that's her. She's just making sure just that making sure no one will ever her. forget her. I mean, she doesn't give a shit about her soul. She's going to hell. <laughs> she she leaves enough money for twenty thousand masses. That's two. That's two a day for twenty seven years. If she was that worried about her soul, <laughs> she wouldn't have killed everybody. Well, I know, yeah, well, absolutely. You yeah, would hope, you would hope. Definitely. She is doing that. So <laughs> She's everyone doing that for her reputation. That is basically the equivalent of of securing. <laughs> I bow to thee, my country. That's it. That's her hymn yep. that we're all sick of, but we all know. She also leaves money for a statue to be erected in the San, uh, San Augustine Church in Santiago, which she's buried there we go um <laughs> not of her not no, it's not a statue of her okay um it's a statue of of, of jebus jebus the statue of the crucified jesus yes um but it is known as the, the lord of agony what? this statue oh right okay. which is a very very jolly statue name to have and it's you can still see it now it's still there it's in the church is it uh, a particularly gruesome i think yeah i've seen pictures it's like there's a lot of blood and yes. you can still go and see him now above her above her crypt Yes. In this church in Santiago. Uh-huh. Should, should you wish? Should we wish? <laughs> should we, which we probably won't. It's, it's, very, it's a very long way away. It would be lovely to go. So that is the story of La Contrala. Yay! This crazy, crazy, murdery lady. Good story! Who killed many, many people. Our successor to Elizabeth Bathory, apparently. Well, indeed, yeah, not quite as extravagant as, as, oh, as Bathory. Oh, still pretty murdery, bloody, um, bloody Yeah, woman. but 40 people. Yeah. Thought they, they were convinced they could get her on 40 people, plus numerous mistreatments and yeah. cruelties. Um, but they never did. But they the never end. did. She escaped. She escaped, she escaped in the end. justice. No, definitely at the end. The masses and the big statue of Jeebus <laughs> is just going, yes, you can't do a mass just like, oh, pray for me, just, you know, for my lovely, lovely things. I pray for my soul. And also, you can't put your own statue up there because everyone would deface it and tear yeah, yeah. it down. But you can't tear down Jesus. Well, exactly. And no, it's no, a big no. monument. Oh, she paid for that. Oh, she doesn't mm. give a shit. <laughs> she evil and horrible and murdery. Yes. Ooh, good story. It's nice to go to South America. It's somewhere different. We haven't been there before. It is. She did some <laughs> terrible, terrible things. Indeed. I mean, so you made a point earlier about uh, the Enrique, Enriquez de Guzman, the, the, the chap who rebuffed her. Spurned her. Spurned her, her indeed. stabbed for his um, trouble. That he went out of his way to sort of say, oh, yes, I, I shagged her yeah. in a sort of macho way. There is, a, there is a lot of thought now 
that did she really do much of what she did? Yeah. Because she's really the only, in that part of the world, mm. at that time, she's the only woman woman who has seemed to have any sort of power or influence. Yeah. You know, in a world that is purely revolved around men and sort of machismo and mm. being this woman who had power and authority mm. and wealth is a lot of it just trying to remove her and say well a woman couldn't do all these things she couldn't have she couldn't run plantations and she couldn't be wealthy and successful in her own right yeah is she is she Mm. having a lot of mud slung at her for being a woman for being yes i don't know it's entirely possible and we have to look back on the fact that women were always judged more harshly and then were judged more harshly in history by historians for years they just went oh it's a woman she must have been mad she must must have been been mad mad. right down that she was mad and she did all this stuff and they just took it as fact that a woman in charge was mad but i i don't doubt at all that she was a ruthless leader. I'm sure she was. I'm sure I think she was she very ruthless. Was I... horrible to all of her slaves, and she did terrible things. But I don't know any more so than the chap who lived down the road at the no. next plantation. No, probably no. not. But she's just written about, and I yeah. don't think they're necessarily saying she was. Well, maybe there are that say she was the worst who ever lived. I think any guy who slept with her. And if she kicked off, would have been absolutely boasting about it later <laughs> yeah. on. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you if she's a powerful landowner going, oh yeah, I hooked up yeah. with her and she, oh yeah, I turned her down. I mean, that obviously <laughs> happened. You've just got to see it in a different light rather than, oh, she was crazy. It was like, yeah, you were fucking chancing it, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> She'd just be pissed off like, what the hell? Get out, get out. Yeah, is she being judged more harshly than men at the time, than mm. other serial killers or other leaders? You know, is she put on the in the category of what a vile, evil woman compared to any other man at the time yeah. who was just a leader? Yeah, exactly. Just a leader and strong and did what needed to be done and all this sort of stuff and, yeah. and things. I will say I don't know a huge amount about in the 1600s in South America. No. <laughs> uh, the, well, the demographics and the political system and the kind of socioeconomics of it all and everything, whether actually in that area it, there was a bit more of a gender balance. I don't know. I genuinely don't know the area that much. Anyone who does know about the history of it, please let us know. In time, though, over the years when the historians are writing much later, they just tend to go, woman, her womb was hysterical yep. she clearly was absolutely mental totally crazy put her down as just something evil the bourgeois of this the bourgeois of this blah <laughs> yes. blah 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 blah. <laughs> men oh they just had a bad day they're fine <laughs> yes oh it's a good story well, yeah. what do you think people what do you think of la quitrala the red-headed woman who hit people with red things and red <laughs> things came out of their body yay do you know the story do you know more stories from south america that we can cover that one had poison in it and it had it lots did. of other murders and torture and everything in it do you think she has been wrongly represented through mm. history yes probably a terribly fearsome leader and ruler of slaves but is she being unfairly maligned compared to other men of that mm. time or do you think she deserves everything that she got well, indeed. <laughs> yes tell us what you think send us messages jump onto the comments of the various social media platforms that you use or wherever you listen to this podcast but most importantly do mix up a red line yes give the red line a go it's it's very tasty and the fun bit is licking all the sugar off the, the glass so that's yes. enjoyable so the recipe will be out this evening mm. as it always is yeah so give it a go i heartily recommend it 
delicious fruity cocktail. One word of warning, I licked off most of the sugar that Nick had grated orange zest into and that had some sort of allergy <laughs> reaction to me. Halfway through, I started sneezing uncontrollably and had to pause this podcast. I was like, oh my God, what's happened? But worth it, worth, worth it, it, worth it. Worth it, worth it. Delicious cocktails. Send us your pictures of cocktails over the weekend, whatever you are enjoying and send us more suggestions of cocktails you'd like us to mix up and importantly, more stories that we can cover for you. If you haven't already, come and join us on Patreon and go check out our merch store. Send us more suggestions of extra merch that you want because I'm having a little rethink of some things that we can craft for you, maybe in time for Christmas. Thanks for listening, guys. We have been the people inside the Poisoner's Cabinet. We will see you next week. And remember, your loved ones are trying to kill you. Bye.